Rocks, Rocks, Layer, Layer, Rocks, Layer, 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 I'm gonna introduce my boy right now because we played Shivers like a week and a half ago. And I think we both have agreed that this was the funnest show we've ever played. 100%. That shit was so gas. <laughs> and it was both of our first 360 sets. Yep. That shit was dope as hell. And. Yeah, and it's funny because I didn't really get connected with you until after that whole show. Yeah, it was definitely after that. Yeah. But anyways, yo, welcome, Mile 32, River Dubs. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. My name is Mile 32, or River Dubs as my friends call me. Um, from Salt Lake City. Most people think I'm from Denver, but I am from Salt Lake City. Um, been been producing for and DJing for a good six years. Producing for like four. Love it. I make that that heavy stuff. That's facts. This boy's production's <laughs> mad as hell. <laughs> but speaking about mad as hell, I myself am am also mad as hell <laughs> because we were about thirty five minutes into this podcast before I realized the gain on my microphone was non-existent <laughs> so through about 35 minutes of recording we have river just talking to himself yep i was just talking about oh, all the time. oh that makes me sad but <laughs> it is what it is there's nothing we can do about it now except restart and hit those main points again yeah because i think i really wanted to bring you on just because i feel like see like you were saying some people think you live in denver bro totally thought you lived in Denver <laughs> and I, I I can't even connect it why it could have been because of how much shows in Denver you had last year yeah it most people probably think that just because of I've played more shows there than I have here it's so wild to think <laughs> but like I'm gonna guess a lot has to do with um the culture there yeah they're just a lot more like with it mm -hmm. especially when yep. it comes to like because I mean dubstep's decently big here but it's mainly only mainstream dubstep. Yeah, that's underground big here. wise. I mean, we have a scene for underground stuff, but it's it's it's, it's small. It's small. It's got a lot of progress to make. Yeah, to catch up to Denver. Yeah, yeah, and especially Denver being right there, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like people I know will confidently drop like Denver being the base capital of the country. So, yeah, it's almost it's it's like a hard market to compete with. But what's cool about Denver is like you can get like such an underground stack lineup. Oh yeah, and it'll sell out every time. It'll sell out. <laughs> like I think you were saying that one of your shows, and what I mean about what you were saying in the forty minutes where he was talking to himself, <laughs> that uh, like you played there, um, on a show with Stains. Yeah, and that crowd wasn't huge, but mm. the right people were there. Yeah completely it was um small b and modus dual pistols tour bro small um, b. they had booked my homie secta for that and he brought out some some guests it was me raw 
and stains and we all did a big four person back to back and um, that's fire yeah that was like the most energy one of the one of the sets I've played that was like the most energy ever other than mm-hmm. like base ops and the shivers show mm-hmm. but there was only 60 70 people in the crowd but it was just the energy was there yeah and it was it was insane bro how many people do you think were at that shivers show I have such a bad like crowd reading that I I <clears throat> couldn't tell you. Like I'd I would say, I would comfy say fifty. I would comfy say two hundred. I would say probably like two fifty. Really? For like the, you and shivers. The end of me into shivers. Into shivers. I would okay, say like two fifty. Yeah. No, I can never. I can never like <laughs> gauge it. Yeah. No, I'm bad at gauging. But no, that's that set was fun. That's a lot of fucking fun. First 360, like we were talking about. Yep. But and I know um, off camera, we were talking about how the two dudes to the right <laughs> were just making us nervous as fuck. Me specifically, w- just because like, like I hadn't done a 360, right? And then I'm trying to like, I almost like forgot to turn around and acknowledge the people behind me, right? I, I definitely forgot. Yeah. Most of the time. And, uh, but also the dudes to the right, like, um, my homies were over to the left. So I was like looking over here to this corner a lot, but I'm like, fuck, it's a 360. I gotta uh-huh. look everywhere. I turn to the right, I dance a bit. These dudes are just staring at the decks, like <laughs> watching me, like actually DJ. Like, yep. I feel like they were critiquing me, but they also could have just been like, I don't know, admiring. They were just watching to see if you turned on sync. Probably, bro. <laughs> They're just waiting for it, huh? Uh, and then the same thing it. with the dudes behind me, bro. Like, they were just like, it definitely felt like they were rail riding just for shivers, which is all cool by all means. Yeah. But like, fucking, if you're going to dance for him, bro, dance for me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was It was funny. The, the dudes to my right were definitely like hyper analyzing everything I was doing. Yeah. Reading all my tracks when I would load up on that CDJ by them. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, they were like that all night, at least through the first two. Yeah. Um, I actually do think I have like a video or two where I catch one specific guy do like a couple like head bobs and maybe some like <laughs> gun, some fingers, gun fingers, but only for like two, three bars. And then he's back to analyzing. He's and like, I was like, bro, you can have a little more fun than that. Go four bars. Yeah, come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Regardless, though, that shit was fun as fuck. And Extremely. Bro, I think, I know all night I was saying, I was like, uh, nah, Shivers is just closing for us, bro. We're not <laughs> opening for him. He's closing for us. <laughs> but I, I, and I, I felt pretty comfy with that vibe just because like, but like, we were going. We were. We were going, man. We were going. Now, I remember coming off the stage when we, when we switched up L, we played our collab. Yo, it went off. It went, off. It went the fuck off. Um, <laughs> I had multiple people after that hit me up asking for a link if we have it on SoundCloud. <laughs> fuck and, yeah! And I'm just like, not yet, not yet. I uploaded a playable and I sent it to my friend Brandon. Nice, but he's valid as fuck. So hell yeah. But yeah, <laughs> no, I got very good feedback on that. And it then, goes off live. Uh-huh. It hits. Yeah, fuck yeah, it does. But out of nowhere. So, like, when you first sent me stems, so, like, surprised. 
I'm like, bro, what the fuck am I supposed to do? This track sounds done. Like, because it was so fucking gas. And I remember you you sent it, and I'm just like, bro, this zipper is gas. I just, I don't know how to, like, <laughs> fuck with it without taking away from it. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, because it's such a prominent, like, sound. But we were able to figure it out. Yep. And, yeah, it definitely goes off. And we need to finish that hoe, too. Yes, so we that, do. that shit fire. We definitely do. <laughs> but um, speaking of producing, how long have you been producing? Um, I've been producing probably a little more than four years. So like early 2019. Nice. Um, I got enrolled. My I got my parents to enroll me in a like a Ableton Basics beginner production class at this music school downtown. Cool, cool. And um, that was a six month course, and it just kind of like drilled all the the basic knowledge of Ableton into my head. Okay, like cool. What MIDI is, what what audio is, how to do MIDI drums, just, and like, like what serum is, mm-hmm. and just anything that's like super beginner level. Um, and then ran with that after for like another few months, five or six months, just kind of did what I could. Yeah. Um, and then I got my parents to enroll me in another class um it was it was called the master class um and they brought in what they called a celebrity teacher uh, which was squanto before the interesting times if yeah. you know you know yeah exactly <laughs> um but that was a lot smaller of a class so it was maybe five or six of us nice um so it was like an intimate course type thing yep very nice. um it was it was like mentorship but in a group setting now that's cool because especially with the class being that small like you can get feedback like right away oh yeah yep and it's really good feedback um because i i haven't met very many producers that are like as skilled as squanto was okay everything he did was like extremely clean and extremely professional Mm -hmm. uh there's just like not many people that are as professional at producing as he is, I guess. No, I feel that. And so it was, it was really fun to, one, watch him produce, see all the, the little tricks and all the, the shit he does, mm-hmm. but also to get feedback from someone like that because it doesn't happen often. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, you'll, you'll send a link out to like a bigger artist and then you don't hear from him and then you wonder like, did this motherfucker like ever open the link? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it happens more than it doesn't. Yeah. Unfortunately. hundred percent. But, uh, <laughs> but nah, so you've been producing for like four years. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, years. bro, like you've been working. Like your shit sounds clean, just like on the little stems you sent me over. I was like, I don't even know if this shit's sidechain, <laughs> but like this shit's fat already, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll have to finish that. That shit's hard. One hundred percent. Do you have any like upcoming releases? Do you I self-release do. a lot or do you send shit out to labels often? Um, this year is going to be a good mix of both. Nice. Um, I have a few big, big releases. Well, uh, labels and shit? Yeah. And you can't even name them, huh? Nope. I can't. Off camera, I can. But okay, but I won't tell you. The The rest of these people will They'll find have out. Have to wait. Yep. But I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess when you don't have to say anything <laughs> and I'm not even going to look at your face. But I'm just going to guess Savage Society. Okay, keep going. That's a good guess. Um, I am not going to confirm or deny that. Fire. Um, but should, yeah, should I, I, I have a few a few good 
big label releases and I'm going to try to drop some like free downloads or yeah. like just self-released stuff in between there. Yeah, I feel that. That's kind of like the vibe I want to get on because I saw Algo tweet not too long ago. He's like, I think I may get back to like the old SoundCloud days and just drop free releases without mm-hmm. promotion. Yeah. Just like just to release music. It, it's so beneficial to like drop your own free downloads and like self-release your own stuff it's so beneficial for all of your accounts yeah and and your reach on on platforms like soundcloud because releasing with labels it it can definitely push you a lot depending on the label um but it most of the time will only improve the the reach on their accounts yeah because people I, what I've noticed is, yeah, they may listen to your song on a label, but they will not cl- click that extra click Mm-mm. to visit your page. Yeah, it's rare, uh-huh. <laughs> which it's, is it's unfortunate. Um, platforms like Spotify have the the like collaborative features where if you drop a song on a label or with another artist that's self-released, it'll show up on all in, on every profile. Oh, it'll show nice. up on the label's profile. It'll show up on yours. It'll show up on, if there's another artist, it'll show okay. up everywhere. That's cool. And benefit all of the accounts. But SoundCloud doesn't have that. Yeah. Yet. I mean, they could, but um, it it definitely benefits a lot to, to free download stuff just because mm-hmm. it brings so many people to your account. Yeah. Which leads them to the rest of your accounts. Yeah, of course. Yeah, one thing I'm very bad at, I I feel like I'm starting to get better, is my own social media Mm -hmm. um, interactions. Yeah. And all it literally takes is just being active on them. Whether you're shit posting, posting shit or your stories, like commenting on other people. It counts just to be active. Active, to have a a social media presence. And, And my problem is like, I don't really like reaching out to people doing this and doing that. I just like seeing <laughs> memes and I like posting <laughs> funny memes on my own story. And that's really all I do on Instagram. But I do know that like reaching out more um, helps a fuck ton. Yeah, Like I agree. for the longest, longest time, I was writing 1,400 followers on SoundCloud. And as soon as I broke 1,500 which took me like a year, year and a half, <laughs> I'm already at 1550. Yeah, I'm almost at 16, up. and I'm just like, bro, it's literally just being active. Yeah. And I'm it, just like, God damn it. It's so crucial. And it's there's like there's a difference between like, there's there can be too much. Yeah. But having a good, like, balanced social media presence is so crucial if you yeah. want to grow. Yeah. Yeah, because I you can't overdo it because then your name is almost like oversaturated. Yeah. But what I don't want to do is if like yeah you can you can oversaturate your name, but when people see you on social media, they're really only seeing you as a social media presence. Mm-hmm. They could give two fucks about the music you're making. Yeah. But they just see you as like a, a f- this dude. Oh, the, he yeah, he's a producer, DJ. But like, I haven't listened to his shit. I just think mm-hmm. he posts funny shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely good to to balance that so mm-hmm. that people don't just see you as like a a TikTok DJ or just like a yeah. social media DJ That's or fair. producer, or just like oh uh, like we never see you play any shows or release any music, but we see you like. 
do a daily double on TikTok. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely good to to balance that out. Just post good shit or like have a good presence, but not like daily. Or yeah. Like, all the time but also matching it with like original content too yeah yep. promoting your own things uh uh-huh. in clever ways you know whatever but yeah it's good to definitely not overdo it <laughs> mm. or even like just resharing your old shit because mm-hmm, yeah. like in such a oversaturated um industry like the shelf life of a track not long so small bro yeah. like i think uh i was talking to a homie do you know jordan anarchy yeah um I think he was saying that the most interaction a song release will get is in the first month. Yep. And after that, like the the pace of n- numbers are only gonna go up, but the pace of them slows down so yeah. much. I I completely agree. I see it in every track or anything I drop. Like I dropped my showcase in February, which was fat. Um, <laughs> it it did really 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 well for like the first month yeah and now it's it's still doing really well like stats wise but it's definitely on a downward decline yes um it did like five thousand in the first month and it's been another month and it's at eight thousand okay so it's definitely the first month is is when it'll do the most numbers it'll ever do yeah which is unfortunate but like yeah it's whatever i saw this tweet that's been uh it's been a little like uh what's it called? It's just been floating around. Um and I think you replied to it. <laughs> but I gotta call you out on it. Oh no, what is it? Why did you choose the name Mile thirty <laughs> two? <laughs> <laughs> um I I really wish I had a cool story for it. I because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thirteen probably. And I was I was just trying to brainstorm some shit so yeah. I, could, I could start posting like double videos or whatever on Instagram. Uh-huh. I was just trying to brainstorm something, and I I don't know how I thought of it, but I did, and I was like, that sounds cool. I wanna I wanna pick that. Fire. And that's that's like all there is to it. And now I feel like it's too late to turn back. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, because I picture like say you and your family were like on a road trip. <laughs> And then, like, you nap out, and then you, like, wake up, and the first thing you see on the side of the road, it said mile marker 32, and you're just like, <laughs> well, oh, shit. Oh, that's it. That's it, that Right there. That's it. <laughs> that's funny. No, even that would be a cooler story than <laughs> what the fuck I have. <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes, though. Yeah. Very sadly, um... I was always jealous of my friends in high school that had nicknames. Yeah. Um, I was just always Chris. So I gave myself the nickname Crook. <laughs> and that was my first original, like, not not my first, but, like, the music project where I'm just like, this is it, yeah. right? And this is where, like, this, I'm going to start taking, like, shit, like, serious. Because, like, when I was in high school, um, I was DJing, just playing local shows, yeah. and I was under the name Brink. But... I mean, catchy. Yeah, it's not too bad. And I honestly like how small it was. Yeah. Right? Same thing with Crook, too. But um, I, I just didn't end up connecting with Brink. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So I just dropped it. And I didn't have, like, a name for, like, a minute. Like, on SoundCloud, I was just Chris Caldera. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was dropping, like, mixes. But 
there was no like real like image yeah. behind my music project and then um so then i chose crook but then it was such a broad name yeah. it was like so one word very popular like literally you go to soundcloud you type crook and you go to people bro <laughs> it's endless exactly and i was like <laughs> okay so now i gotta think of something that's like more specific to me yeah and i love like just like mcs and rappers that like say something the something so like royce to five yeah. nine and like there's a producer that produces for like um puya and shake well called mikey the magician oh, yeah. like i just like that right yeah. so just chris the crook bro that shit i think it's fire bro i absolutely love my brand now yeah it's fucking sick yeah it and really is like we were talking uh when we went to shivers is yeah it's a little long but that username anywhere is mine perfect yep anywhere <laughs> everywhere you can think of i'm just chris the crook which is fire and i love it i wish i had just mile 32 for every handle but i believe it like twitter you search mile 32 the that account is it was created in, in like 2009 and they tweeted like one time in like 2012 and haven't said a single thing that's since. it yeah hey we need to get the band together go report, mile go report 32. at mile 32 and we need to get that boy banned and then dm me that you did it i'll send you a plate yo yeah okay, <laughs> bet, bet, bet. we'll see if we can get a band behind that because <laughs> yeah no that would suck because getter's going through the same shit yeah He's Someone been trying to get, that. like, at Getter, I think, or Getter Official, whatever. I think it's just at Getter. Yeah. And, yeah, it's the same story. Someone's but, like, probably holding that because they know who Getter is. They're like, I'm yeah. this to you. I think <laughs> what you could do, which could be, like, a side thing, is just, like, go get a popular music artist and then get the simpler at contact the person if you can and just try and steal it. And yeah. then just, like, y'all sell it to you. Which is fucked up, but if he, <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna be mad at someone trying to make a dollar. <laughs> but do you have any upcoming shows that you can announce? No. Damn. I do have some Damn. some planned shows though that are that are pretty big that I'm very excited for. That I'm gonna uh, know about and not y'all. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, because I want to hear about that. <laughs> um, they are out of state though. Can you can you at least say the state? You can say the state. Uh, no one's gonna know why. All right, I'll say Texas. Yeehaw. And possibly Alaska. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm um, that's being worked out. Right that's now. debatably probably the most random place. I honestly one hundred percent. If you would have said something like. Uh, Budapest. <laughs> I would have I would have guessed Budapest before fucking Alaska. <laughs> What's going on in Alaska? Uh, I want to hear about that one. One of my super good homies that I've I've known for like 5 years probably, originally just through social media, but he moved to Denver like oh, last nice. year so we've become super close cool, friends. Cool. Um he lives there and he's he's thrown he's trying to throw some shows up there and yeah like, do his own shit kind of create a scene because there really isn't one in alaska, in alaska. yeah okay yeah he's, he's trying to create a scene there and so he wants to bring me up that's fire 
that's cool as hell. But yeah, that's gonna be cool. That yeah, that's cool. Cause like I, I got a little like soft spot in my heart for like regular homies, just like following their dreams. Yeah, for sure. That's all in like the same industry. Yeah. Not necessarily the same like path, but like on the same road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like him <laughs> wanted to just be like, yeah, I want to like, I like, I fuck with dubstep. I fuck with the music and like, yeah. no one's doing it here. Like I want to do that. Yeah. And then do it like, go in the distance to like making that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fun. That's really fun. <clears throat> yeah. It's fucking sick what he's doing. And he's, he's a cracked, like rhythm, real rhythm DJ. Um, so he moved to Denver to try to like, make a name for himself as a DJ and kind of, okay. he wants to do both at the moment. He wants I to kind of throw some shows, but then he wants to play all these shows too. Damn. So is uh, he back and forth from Alaska to Denver? Yeah. He's, he's living or he's been living there for probably six or seven months. Okay. And then he's going back fairly soon for like the summer and he goes back to Denver. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that would, that wouldn't be too bad. Cause I heard, I heard like, um, summer in Alaska is like nice, yeah. bro. It's not like super hot either. Yeah. It's, it's just like perfect. Bro, speaking of hot, last week we had a winter storm and it was 33. Today it hit 80. Yeah. It hit 80. My my house last week got like 18 inches of snow last Wednesday. Uh-huh. And today it was 80 degrees. Today was 80 <laughs> fucking degrees, bro. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's I, it's crazy, bro. That's how it is, though. Especially this winter. Like, honestly, I think uh, one of my coworkers, he is an avid snowboarder. He's yeah. been snowboarding for like I think ten plus years, and he said this is the craziest winter. Yeah. Easily. So he he's thirty, and the, he said this is the craziest winter he's ever seen. And he grew up and has lived in Utah for 30 years. I, I would honestly agree. I went up, I went skiing a couple weeks ago and the snow is higher than every road sign once you get up to a certain point in the canyon. <sighs> That's mad, bro. It's higher than all the road signs. It's higher than all the houses. The the chairlift at the resorts, uh, they're like... The snow was up to the chairlift? The, the snow, but the snow was like, it was like 10 feet from you on the chair to the ground and it should not be that close. yeah no those bitches usually like 20 to 30 yeah that's wild <laughs> um what resort you go to brighton brighton's fun yeah i've only been there one, ah, shit once i've only been there once but bro it was fun bro. i love brighton they get great snow too uh-huh and they what i like is they got a little of everything yep like you can hit a park you can hit yep. some backcountry shit um and also just like open ass terrain if you're like yeah. fresh. And awesome trees. Yeah. On every run. Yeah. Great trees. And you can find a little of every tree. You can find wide open trees, you know, like if mm. you're just trying to get the groove of it and you can find fucking tight little niche yeah. that like if you for a split second decide a little too late, you're fucking wrapping around <laughs> that tree. Bro, one time that shit happened to me. I was uh, <laughs> um, in Logan nice. at a... <laughs> beaver oh yeah that's um in between logan and bear lake nice and i was over there i went born with my homie when i was living in logan and then we hit some trees he goes left 
and it was a little deeper, like tighter trees than I was comfy with. I was like, I need to get out of here. So I bell right, and I'm, I'm no joke. I'm about out of these trees. And mentally, I decide, I was like, I'm going to go above this tree. But my momentum was taking me down. And I was just, my my mind and my body were disconnected. So like, I, yeah, I wrapped around it, bro, fucked my hip. That hurt so goddamn bad. And literally, it was just a split decision of just like, I should have just gone down. And nah, that shit hurt. It happens. Oh, it yeah. It happens. It's crazy how dangerous, like, skiing and snowboarding can mm-hmm. actually be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. One thing that's nice about skiing is that, like, um, you have one on each foot. What's scary about snowboarding is that you're strapped in, bro. Uh, you're strapped in I like for having the ride. control on my feet individually. I would love to try skiing. It's It's a lot of fun. I've only snowboarded ever. I've never put skis on. <laughs> It's it's a lot more uncomfortable than snowboarding. Is but, it? Oh yeah, the boots suck, bro. They're heavy. Actually, uh, now that you say that, they suck. You just hear like you know skiers are around when they just clomp in them shit. <laughs> yeah, hard ass plastic, bro. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, no, my uh, my snowboard boots are like thin as fuck. Now that you say that, <laughs> those are just like boots. Just uh-huh. like, like just snow thick boots. boots. Yeah, yeah. Nah, the ski boots are like hard plastic and they're like 10 pounds bro you could you could kick a fat kid out of kmart bro with a fucking with some ski boots you go you go snap an ankle with some snowboarding boots it's crazy bro their world's different yeah for real yeah how long have you been skiing whole life damn okay cool yeah since i could walk probably my parents would take me damn so you're nice with it yeah yeah that's fire i've been doing it for a long time that'd be so much fun and that's um that's like I was saying earlier. I don't know if it was on the fucking first half of the lost pot podcast <laughs> or here, but uh um we we're talking about or we mentioned you do anything, anything for five years, you're gonna get good at it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Number one advice to anybody out there doing anything, is just don't stop. Mm-hmm. Just keep oh, yeah. doing it. Great. And you're not maybe even if you don't see anything really coming back to you from it or getting things in what you're putting out is just as important if not more mm-hmm. because all that time say spent in a doll spent doing free photo shoots uh spent djing in a in your bedroom for no one but yourself like all of that is putting in work and grinding and it's very like um, you, you like, like blind, blind, that's a blind reward. Yep. Right. You don't see the reward from it until it pops off and then you get your chance and you absolutely murder it. You're mm-hmm. just like, damn, yo, like all those hours of DJing, yep. like to myself paid off. Oh, it, and it will eventually. Uh-huh. It's a very, very slow grind for, for us DJs, yeah, but wow eventually it, it will pay off yeah it's cause everybody's a fucking DJ now and honestly I'll keep it buck with you bro like I feel like so, some of the de- like DJing like we do it can be difficult because we're just moving so fast yep right we're just doing so much <laughs> and yeah, we're yeah, like really it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah and we're doing it fast and we're doing it often mm-hmm. but uh 
But in reality, DJing is not hard. It really isn't. If you know how to count. Yeah, if you know how to count. And number one thing, if you know your songs. Mm -hmm. If you know what you're playing. That is like easily one of the the most important things about yeah. being a DJ. Knowing what knowing you're your playing. When to, when to like exit when to bring in the new one yep. like where where to loop if you need to loop and just like all these little tricks yeah are easy if you know the songs that you're playing yep if you don't if you know how to dj you can still get away with it mm -hmm. right but ultimately djing isn't that hard but what is fucking hard is producing bro <laughs> no 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 it's not hard to 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 put a song together. Mm -hmm. If if you know how to count music, you know how to put a song together. Yep. You know how to like transition into from an intro into like a build up and yeah. so on. It's hard to make it sound good. <laughs> it's hard to make like it's hard to get a right mix down. Yeah. It's it's hard to like get clean sounds on all aspects of a track. You know, yeah. all across the like um, the stereo spectrum, ac like across it all, to make a song sound good, hard as hell. It it's definitely very difficult because I feel like I've been going at this for like four something years, and I'm just starting to now make the music that I want to make. Yeah. And I'm starting to be able to make the music that I'm thinking about in my head, like the ideas. Yeah. I'm now able to actually like spit that out into Ableton. Yeah. I feel and it's that. taken a really long time to be able to do that. Yeah. But like we we're saying, the only reason like you're getting to that spot and starting to like your own music is those countless hours spent inside Years. of your DAW. Years and years. Inside of the thing, even though mm -hmm. if you're not seeing anything back. When you actually start to like your music, you're just like, yo. Yeah. Like I think I think I got that breakthrough probably the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. I dropped a song called Delay. Yeah. Um, with Putrid Records out of Seattle. Shout nice. out, shout out Putrid. Um, that track, I'm just like, nah, I'm 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 getting it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm getting there. And it's it's like, you don't realize you're at that point until you're at that point like yeah you, you can be grinding for years and years it's and a flip of a switch it's not yep. it's not really something you like notice over time yeah no. it's at a certain point you're just like yo like, mm -hmm. like this sounds good you could be doing it for years and then you make one song and you're like wait that that How like did I do that? that sounds like what i was thinking about making yeah like, oh shit it, it definitely is just like a click yeah and then it just it, it's uphill from there. Yeah, after that flip of the switch, um, but it, yeah, it's all of those countless hours spent mm -hmm. just putting in work, like not getting a blind reward, and you like you yeah. don't realize until it all crashes in, and then yep. you get that flip of that switch. You're just like, and then nah, you kind of I'm you, doing it. You like watch it start to pay off, uh huh, and right in front of your eyes. After that, then you're then you start to like consistently make good songs yep. or like find a good double and like mm -hmm. and even like when um how we're talking about like knowing your songs like when you're like say when you go to double you know what double you just did yeah. you know when to kill a track because yeah. track a has like a good pause section and like you mm -hmm. like yeah just knowing your shit it just it benefits you so much as a dj 100%. if you know your shit 100 <laughs> percent. and and you can freestyle if you know your shit yeah 100 percent. i'll tell you what bro i get so stressed trying to Plan a set, bro. <laughs> I get so fucking stressed. <laughs>
And that's because if I practice transitioning songs, I feel like there's only I have to do it that way. You're when in reality, there's multiple ways yeah. you can transition, you know. But mm -hmm. if I practice it one way, I'm just like, okay, I have to do it this way. <laughs> can't fuck up because this is how I did it in the bedroom. <laughs> and yeah, I, I start to get in my head. It's like I give myself more of a task when yeah. rea when in reality it's like, bro, just go up and DJ. You know how to DJ. Yeah. So just like know your songs, go up and DJ and just fucking just yep. flip this shit upside down. I Last year, most of the shows I played were, were all freestyled. Like I, I had a playlist. I had an idea of all the songs I wanted to play. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. But no thing. order. They were just all thrown uh -huh. into my playlist. And, and so yeah. my debut set was freestyled, the big back-to-backs in Denver and my bass ops set and my whole set, those were all freestyled. That's fun. Just like I had, I knew what I wanted to play. Uh-huh. Just, and just kind of like went, Fuck go, it, went just with go. the flow. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of it too is like you... You catch a vibe, you catch a vibe, and you're almost like you're one with the crowd. Yeah. And re you're also reacting to your own music. Yeah. And you're just like, oh shit, that went off. Like, like oh, let yeah. me look, <laughs> in, like, next, I'm going to maybe find another double that's mm -hmm. give that gives off the same vibes as, I've, as, like, that one that just popped off. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, like DJing on the fly, I think is like it's a lot of fun. If you know your music too, it's like that you ain't stressing really. You, you know what will work before you play it. It's not yeah. like a I'm gonna load this up and hopefully it works. Mm -hmm. If you know your shit, you know it will work. Yeah, and so then it's so much fun. Yeah, because you're just throwing nasty doubles you've never done before. Yeah, and surprising yourself. And surprising yourself, bro. Like on stage, if you surprise yourself, you wheel it back. You grab the mic and you're like, "Damn, <laughs> that shit was hard, wasn't it?" <laughs> yeah, freestyling freestyling sets is very nerve wracking for me because it's like I'm just going into it with an unknown factor. I'm like, I hope this is good. Yeah, but it's also so much fun. But I the the bigger shows I got, like um, Kaiwachi biggest show i've ever played um how many people do you think were at that show by the end easy like 600 Fire. um that one i planned i i knew what i wanted to play okay. and i like i i knew I, it was mostly planned just i didn't want to yeah. fuck up in front of that many people yeah because that that was also um the biggest stage you've ever played on right yes i can yeah i can picture like sometimes like listen look at yourself in the mirror you're uh -huh. just like listen you're not gonna fuck up a lot of people get this right. Yeah. Nah, that makes sense. Yeah, that one. And um, Shivers, the Shivers show, I planned it too. Um, but that's just because I, I wanted to just go fucking crazy. Yeah. And just play as many songs as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be a lot easier if I had planned what I was going to play. Yeah. Versus if I was trying to freestyle and play like triples yeah. and shit. That makes sense. So that one was planned too. Um, I I think I ran through like ninety five to a hundred songs in that set. Bro, it's so wild to think, <laughs> like how many songs you could actually like push through. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about. Like like how we like we DJ, we can fucking push tracks. But what's yeah. fun is like, bro, we're so busy. There's not much downtime. Yeah, like a song's playing. Like if you don't see me dancing, it's because. <laughs> I'm queuing up the next two, three, four songs. Yeah, bro. yeah. It's it's a lot of work, but it's so much fun. Mm. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like it's literally just like you're at a party 
you're just you got the ox. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's watching you pick all the songs. Yeah. Everyone's watching you on your ox. But also gassing you the fuck up when yeah. you pick the right songs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's how it goes though. I love the three sixties for that though. You play some some insane uh, shit and you can hear everybody react to yeah, it. Everyone is Everyone's right fucking within there, bro. like five feet of you. Yeah. You can that hear shit everybody. Fun. I'm hoping we maybe get some uh some more 360 sets. I hope I'm so. hoping we play some more shows together because honestly, that shit was fun. That was so much fun. That was really fun. It really was. And I will say, I know I said this, I think, on the interview with Asset, Sebastian. Yeah. Um, That dropped in, I think, February. Um, I said on that episode, um, I'm not so much worried about op- or nervousness about opening for Shivers. I'm more nervous. I'm like, damn, like I played right before River. <laughs> I'm just like, that boy's mad. Nah. <laughs> no, we popped off though. We did. Like, we like really I'm, com- off. I'm comfy with my set that night. Like, yeah. I-, I-, I had a lot of fun. And a lot of it had to do with the uh, crowd reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. from, from like people that like don't even know me. And then the rest of the night walking throughout the crowd, like, like I had people stop me. You're just like, yo, like, um, that was a killer set and like asking me for my social media, yeah. asking me for my SoundCloud. I'm just yeah, like, great. this is it, bro. <laughs> yeah. That shit was dope as hell. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I've definitely, that was the most fun I've ever had <clears throat> playing a show. That and yeah. Pace Ops. Mm-hmm. Pace Ops was crazy. Bro, I, I want to play a show in Denver. I got to get out to Denver. I'm going to do what I can. Do it. But um, now, bro, I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I, Bro, I apologize. Bro, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I fucked up the first half of this episode. No joke. It was probably about 30, 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. I just, bro, I didn't turn my gain up on my microphone. But if anything, I, we just need to get you back on for another episode. I'm very down. But I, yeah, I'm with it too because, nah, I fuck with you. And I like it because, like, you're very talented super goddamn humble so it, it's cool getting to know you and seeing like like i haven't known you for long but like the progress that you've already made like from what i've seen i'm just like yeah. damn on like you're getting <laughs> it and like you're doing it because you fuck with the music you know oh, yeah. there's no clout chasing no nothing like that like yeah, no. you fuck with dubstep that's why you want to make dubstep yeah hell yeah but if there's anything that you could leave the viewers with whether it be fucking just a little like motivational quote or any type of promotion for future <laughs> shit, what is it? Um, got a bunch of new music for for you guys this year. Song next month. Fire. Can't say where. Song next month. Um, <laughs> nah, but um, I do. I have a bunch of music, bunch of shows for you guys. Um, and motivational, motivational. Um, never stop grinding. Because it will pay off eventually, even if it doesn't seem like it. Hell yeah. So it always pays off. Always. Yo, keep grinding. Stay with what you're doing. Do it because you love doing it. Yep. Not because of every of all the clout or money or like fame or like bitches that Definitely come not with money. it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, Definitely not, not bitches money. either, bro. <laughs> bitches don't come in like that. But all right, bro. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have you back. And hopefully we get on another ticket together this year because I hope like so. I don't I play more shows with you. I think so too. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen though. But now hell yeah bro thanks That's for coming good. on. Yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.